Well. Summer loving. I killed a guy. Did we do this joke in the other Summer. one? Summer. I don't know. I don't did think we? we did, but it would make sense if we did. Summer loving. Hook Ooh. in the mouth. <laughs> I was say hook in something, but. <laughs> Can think of a rhyme, and you just did one without a rhyme. Hi, hi, welcome it's to Halloweeners, <laughs> <laughs> a horror movie podcast. I'm Kira. I'm Cody, and uh, you know, Cody, I still fucking know what you did last summer. <laughs> Has there ever been a title to any movie in history that sounded more uh, immature, sounded more um, tired? <laughs> I still know. How about this? I want to hear. I like to imagine the writers' room and the situation. Like, we want it to be. I know you did last summer, but it needs to be clear it's a continuation. Yes. So how about I still know what you did last summer, even though technically, technically, it would be two summers ago. I what? would think. Well, like, does he mean I know what you did right, last yeah. summer? Uh, do I, do I, I know get, what you did two summers ago? Because also last if, summer, if the what you did in quotation marks is the first incident, incident. From the first movie, then mm-hmm. it would have been two summers ago, which is where they... <sighs> so confusing. Run some dude over. So stupidly confusing. Run some dude over, but he's already dead, but somebody else is dead. They swapped someone else who did die, and then yep. it was some... Basically, Ben Willis, not Bruce, but Ben Willis, um, and then he... We thought he was dead. It was his son-in-law, because his actual daughter died. We literally Here's don't remember. Listeners. And we watched the movie... <laughs> Go ahead and listen to our I Know What You Did Last Summer episode, which was last summer, which is why we're doing this one this summer. Theme, bitch. Uh, a sequel, if you will. <gasps> Much like the movie. Still which now. came out a year after the first one. Wow. They were worked Quick on the turnaround. God. What Devil a- works hard, but apparently... Movie producers work <laughs> Mediocre harder. horror producers work harder. It's just like, it just there's no... Or do they? I just feel like there's no fucking thought to anything. In here's, this movie. here's the thing, though. Is it objectively dumber and therefore <laughs> probably on paper a worse movie? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. A firm, strong yes. Did I have more fun watching this one? Yes. Because it is, as I just said, dumb? Also, yes. Very true. Hello! So, yeah, and I mean, we... God... I mean, God is not I, in this movie. He's not present. <laughs> he had nothing to do Never with this one. Never made an appearance. Okay, I mean, I guess, shall we? Like, I don't really yeah, have any opening remarks. I don't know. We just bounce around this one because, um, again, it was very fun and very stupid, but I, I have no... No thoughts. No thoughts. Literally just... <laughs> if you did, listeners, good, good listeners. Good for you and your brain. Right. This isn't going to This isn't gonna be like our midsummer episode, which is, uh, which is very... Um, Mm, Long and thought-provoking. Gender. And, uh... <laughs> this is gonna be real dumb. I'm, I'm predicting. Crystal Ball says, here we go. Yep. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> who's in this movie, Cody? We have Jennifer, Jennifer Love, Love. And who we love. As Julie James. Mm-hmm. Not Jesse James. Freddie uh, Prinze Jordan, as yes. Ray. And then we have Brandy... Who's the fourth um, friend in this movie? The, the other one. And Sorenzo, what's her face? The other, the other one. one. <laughs> Throwback, real Holy 90s kid to understand. The character Tyrell, who is um, dating Brandy. In the movie. Who's playing Carla. Fast forward, who dies in this? Okay, so. I who, don't. 
I took note for most of it. So we have because in the, I know you did last summer. Mm -hmm. Two of them ended up dead. It was very slow. It was a small uh, plus John yeah. Brucky. Right, but he was just used as like a plot point, you like to move murder? the story along. We got murder. Oh, you want crabs, honey? I'll give you a trunk full of crabs. Who wants crabs? They might. They um, might. So they first, the first kill is in this uh, movie. In this, in life, in this <laughs> movie is. <laughs> One character, don't know which one. Oh, maybe it's Freddie Prinze. Freddie Prinze Jr. is like in a car with a friend, and yes, they're driving, and that's Hawks, when they see Academy Award nominee what? John Hawks. Who's he? He is a, an actor. He's like a, one of those people who like has been doing movies forever. He's like one of those oh. guys. He's like the, uh, oh that guy guy, and he was nominated for an Oscar for Winter's Bone. Not for this. No. <laughs> He was nominated for um, the Nobel Peace Prize for this one. Uh, uh, um, also, he's kind of uh, hot. It happened this. so fast. And he I was, was like, well, yeah. John? Well, he was like cute and he was like helping them. Wrong. What was well, he doing? I've only ever known him as somebody criminal? who's. He plays characters now. I feel like all the characters I've seen him play are either like, I love meth or <laughs> <laughs> I am meth. I am, I am in the heart of, in the land of people who love meth. In the land of people. So seeing him, which is not to you know whatever, but to see him play somebody who's like I'm working on the docks and mm. look at my biceps and like oh wow <sighs> my mouth is hookable. I don't I don't know what that means. Oh my god, was well, interesting for me. Wait, so I don't I remember the setup. It was like a fake car, and then it was there was a very yes. bad stupid dummy. In the middle of the street. Like, he turned over and he was yes, like a CPR dummy. Freddie Prince Jr. and Don Hawks are driving. Mm -hmm. What were they doing? Do you remember? They were going... Okay. We'll get to why in a second. They are okay. driving up to Massachusetts, Boston, where Jennifer Love Hewitt is going to college right. to meet her. Um, and along the way, they uh, are stopped by a car that is in the middle of the road and mm -hmm. a seeming, seeming, what looks like a body. Yeah. And they're not stopped. They could have kept driving. That's true. Let's let's make this but clear. But also, it is a body. I don't John Hawks, I was like, the guys are dead. Let's go. Which right. is, makes me think his character has some uh, criminal background. Perhaps. Oh, so much backstory. Um, but we, yeah, we see. All right, the body's like face down. It's a dummy, and then he goes. Well, I, Freddie. I called it being a dummy. I don't want to oh, say. Oh, you did. Which, you're right. <laughs> I, you heard the mid episodes. And a lot of me going like, I thought it would be this, and I was like, I sound like an asshole. But I did. I did call this. Listen, some people are psychic. We can't. There's no judgment. Some people watch too many movies and just know how most <laughs> movies go. Right. And this is also a crappy movie mm. with zero thought. So I think he yells to his friend like, hey, um, you're about to die. And then does he get hooked in the face? What happens with him? He gets hooked in the mouth. In the Baby. mouth? Like a, like a, like a, side? Like literally a like a fish hook. Like the wrestling move. Like that? Like the wrestling move, right? Is that a wrestling move? Fish hook? Maybe. I don't know. Like, you just <laughs> put your finger in someone's mouth. mouth? You like yank it. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. That's like anyway. a funny thing. I feel like if I were drunk and reckless, I feel like that'd be like something I would do to fuck with people. Like just stick my finger in their mouth and try to hook them. He's <laughs> so mad at you if you stuck your finger in my mouth. I know, but I feel like I could see myself doing it. Like I'm it just, has to be in a specific headspace. Right. Well, I'm not picturing it like a hook. I'm picturing it just going like in my mouth. Like <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm just shoving my whole yep. hand in my mouth, in your mouth, <laughs> unprovoked. Um, so he was the first death. <laughs> the second death was Derek, who was like the the um, boat. Doc man in the Bahamas. 
He was the second uh, casualty for no reason. Seemingly uh, no reason. Yes. The maid was after him. Again, uh-huh. seemingly no reason. The concierge. And then, yeah, the concierge, which with the I still know and blood above his head, right? right? Which is uh, so much time was Got spent him. to that and no one found, like, he still knows. no one heard this. That's what it means. Like, there's so many moments where I'm like, again, like, no one heard, saw... Like, there was a moment when the killer was literally hiding in the the vent hood in, like, the kitchen. They would have seen his lower half of his body. Uh-huh. And they somehow didn't. He's very good. No, he's not good. <laughs> this is a bad movie. No! I'm mad about it. Um, I forgot who dies. Oh, Jack Black dies at one point. Jack Black dies. Also the bartender sense. dies. Tyrell dies. He's oh, the yeah, only yeah. one of the main crew who dies. Because you yeah. think that Brandy's dead, and then she comes stumbling out of the woods. Hey. Hey. I'm sorry that you... I don't know any actual Brandy songs. I just know songs from Cinderella. Don't you know The Boy Is Mine? Oh, right. That's a duet with yeah, her and someone else. just her. I mean, yeah. <laughs> She's like 16 in that, probably. Ugh, probably. Oh, God. So they, they wonder why we're all so fucked up. It's because the 90s were really drenched in that male gaze, honey. We were just like bathing in it. From yet very young singers. <sighs> yep. Well, Leanne Rimes yep. was... 14 when she recorded How Do I Know. I would just How do I live? <laughs> how, do how do I, I know? know? How do I live with uh, you? Like, creepy. It's like, just go to school. I don't know. Just, yeah, get your education first, and then yeah. you'll figure out how do you live without that person. Easy. Uh, you move out of your town when you go to college. It's very helpful. So, anyway. I don't so those remember those. those. I was asking because one of the things that I actually respect about the first movie is that of the main four... The movie kills half of them. Yeah, which is fun. Whereas in this one, I did not remember that Tyrell died, and I was like, they all they all survive, all four of them, but um, they don't. Okay, okay, can we talk through it though? Because I am thinking about it, and I still don't get it. Okay, at the end. Yes, let's should we jump to the end. Yeah, let's just jump to the end. Okay, so, so, so okay, well, <sighs> no, let's let's t- let's set the table. So, oh, honey. Brandy and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. Again, we're not going to be using the character names because mm. I don't remember them. Don't know. If you do, congrats. You wrote the movie. And oh, I'm glad you're oh. listening to the I'm sorry. Uh, before we go into that, though, you mentioned that the writer of this movie wrote oh, something yes. else. The only <laughs> writing credits that the screenwriter of this movie had, the only, um, I should say, produced credits. Like sure. The only things on IMDb under writing that were before this movie were... Half a dozen episodes of the Timon and Pumbaa animated 90s show. That's it. And then his next thing is this movie. I mean, what a fucking change in pace, baby. Support it. <laughs> what if they're like really dark Timon and Pumbaa episodes and they're like, you gotta go. Yeah, I mean, and it's... he's like, fine, I'll write a horror movie. It's like the wild. Yeah, they made it like, they yeah. kill other animals. The and wild. like, uh, Yeah, they're in the Bahamas because they, <laughs> yes, they won a contest that contest. was so clearly fake from the start. They win a radio contest... Well, because... The radio uh, called them. The radio called them. And that would never happen, first of all. <laughs> that's true. At first, I was when like, it happened, I was no. like, I guess that's how it worked back then. I don't remember. But uh, no, but it no always, you no, have but to it call. always was like, you got to listen. Call it, and if you're the 42nd caller, if you mm-hmm. know this answer to this question, you'll win a mug. <laughs> it, doesn't, yeah. it wouldn't also be a trip to the Bahamas. That wouldn't be like a, just a casual gift, like right. prize they're throwing around. And also, the question was, what is the capital of Brazil? And it, they say Rio de Janeiro because right. a bag of coffee beans says that. Wow. But and it was what? funny because impulsively I was like, just look it up on your phone. <laughs> oh, I know, that too. But also, if I was the killer, I would, and this was the way I um, got them to the Bahamas, I would double check, first of all, A. B... If they had turned on the actual radio, 
like in their house and be like, oh, um, I want to hear myself on the radio, which is what I feel like most people would do. They'd be like, wait, this isn't playing. Right. I know. It wasn't the best plan. No, it wasn't. It was very of its time. You Hot couldn't take. do that anymore. Hot take. Not smart. Not good. So, they go to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> another thing I have to point out. So, she calls Freddie Prinze Jr., Devil of Hewitt, to be like, let's go to the beach. And he oh, right. is like, guess what, John Hawks? I'm going to propose. <sighs> because he brought the ring with him to work on the docks, which seems like a bad idea. Also, like, have they not really been dating for over a year? Like, hasn't it been kind of hostile the past year between uh, Freddie Prinze and her? Because she's summer school. I'm guessing because she took a year off after, you know, escaping death. <laughs> Uh, so maybe they hung out in North Carolina and then she's like, I'm going to go to Boston right now. Give me some of that clam chowder. <laughs> Please. But, mm. um, also, so he's in North Carolina, right? Okay. Right. She's in Boston. They're going to the Bahamas. He, his plan is to drive from North Carolina to meet her in Boston mm. to go mm-hmm. to the Bahamas. Mm. Just go to the fucking Bahamas. Unless they were paying for your plane ticket ostensibly. That's the other thing. This killer has to have so much capital to invest in this... Uh, Right. This trip. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, wow, like, how fun for him to be like, let's go to the fucking Bahamas. Right, because... The killer, I mean. If I had that money, I'd be like, I'm good. Go to the Bahamas, book their plane, book their hotel. I assume, like, not, <gasps> oh my god, you're right. How do they even get there? I assume they, the radio station, in quotation marks, booked them a plane. Right. But, I mean, no, it was the killer. And also... And the accommodations. Because, okay, the killer... Okay, the guy, the the character of Will, is his name? Um, yeah, the the for, the guy who's like right, the brony friend zone. He's like, well, I like to have a few, but uh, you know, I'm harmless uh, though. Whatever. He is there because Freddie Prince Jr. is not able to make it because right. he sucks. So Will is the like mastermind of the plan, seemingly just because he's crazy. <gasps> Wait, but does ben, that mean Ben is not actually doing? Ben is doing all the killing because Ben is never never died apparently at the end of the last one. They make a point to say. They never found the body. The character of Will is a college student. He doesn't have any money. <laughs> the character yeah. of Ben is, in the eyes of the law, dead. Right. He doesn't have any money. Right. Where did this come from? I don't. Uh, I'm not somebody who likes to poke holes in logic of movies that are like, like something like Suspiria, Hereditary. But there's a lot. This of is something holes in that's this. like, I don't know. They go to fucking Bahamas, right? right? Murder in paradise. And there was this whole thing. They kind of set it up where it was like, oh, there's very specific rooms mm-hmm. that they were gonna get, mm-hmm. and like it meant something. We found out that even right. Jennifer's room had yes. like a clear ceiling. Which how do you not fucking realize yeah, that? They get there, and the concierge is like, you have room to two oh two. Like it's The Shining, right? And I'm like. I thought maybe yeah, that was for some reason. It is, to my mind, never resolved. At least I don't remember it. I watched this movie very recently. I feel like they did mention that, like, a previous killing had happened in this hotel. So, I'm like, is this that just, like... nothing to do with the killing it, that's happening, though. Does this hotel just, like, exist on retainers so people can bring people there to die? Like, is this just, like, a... Uh, what is it? Uh, like um, a murder hotel? Like yeah, a, like, like a destination. Yeah. <laughs> what? American Horror Story? That's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, wow, this is a terrible episode of American Horror oh. Story. Um, so, an episode of American Horror Story, basically. In the first movie, the only collateral death is Johnny Galecki. Every other death is related to the incident, the and like the revenge titular, um, you know, thing that they did last summer. In this movie, innocent bystanders are dispatched left and right, and not just because they got in the way. Like the Literally. killer goes out of the way to kill the housekeeper mm-hmm. and Jack Black, who has nothing to do with what's going on. He he showed up into Jack's home. He went somehow. to Jack's pool house. <laughs> Jack Black, who shows up in this movie. Fake uh, dreads. <laughs> yep. He's, his character, it's like a parody of a stoner in a movie. Yeah. He's, which I, 
I trust Jack Black enough that I'm like, maybe he is aware of how dumb this is and he's just cranking it up to be like, this is ridiculous. I think it is. Because before he was big. Yeah. I, I, I think it is. I think he's... In that case, young enough. Bravo. Because, I mean, even when he was getting murdered, like, even though the context of it was really dumb, he still committed the fuck That's out of it. That's the thing. He has the most committed death. Because yeah. he's, he's a good actor. Committed that death. Yeah, no, he's great. But he died. He lives in a pool house. I assume he's a pool boy. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it's not established, and we're just in this location all of a sudden, and it looks like he lives underwater because there's those light rippling effects everywhere. Oh, we're And also there's all these really aggressive tools in the shed that you don't <gasps> need for a pool. It was like... Line it was like cutter. a medieval torture uh, chamber. There were nipple clamps. <laughs> nipple clamp. There was um, uh, 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 what's it called? A brand branding iron. Ooh, what is it like in a Dom dungeon? The like giant X that you can um, stand on. Uh, cross something. Sure. Iron cross. Is that that sounds Nazi-ish? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's probably not that. Like for every semi-problematic movie that uses witchcraft as like a scapegoat to sure. um, uh, make a villain, yeah, make a villain yeah. out of a certain person. There, Voodoo there, gets just as much fucking shit, um, if not more. And this is another example of like right. And it's <laughs> it's and, extra weird in this one because it starts and you you are just you just see a a character we met before the porter mm-hmm. who seems like a nice guy. Estes, I think his name was. Yes, not Testes. No, no. No, no, no. No, don't, so get, don't get testy with no. me. Oh, mom. He, it just cuts to him performing a white person screenwriter, a white screenwriter's version of voodoo, which Ram. is just, he's, there's candles and skulls, and he's saying, uh, he's repeating phrases in English. And Was <laughs> Yep. That's so funny. And uh, the, the, expectation of the audience is that they will just assume this is a bad thing. Right. When Turns out he was g- granting them protection. Right. And it's like, wow, we really didn't think you were capable of this. Well, it we seems assume- to be the message, which is like, okay. And it's- I guess in the end it's technically positive representation, but it's also completely inaccurate, inappropriate, and appropriation, so... Right, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, even, um... What was it? Because we just, uh, watched Child's Play recently, and like yeah. that too. There's a whole like voodoo aspect, and it's oh, like <laughs> supposed to be this whole demonic thing. And it's like it's not. And like even in that movie too, it's not really seen as demonic. It's kind of just like seen as like an energy transfer thing, which yeah. obviously isn't accurate to the religion either. Well, also because in Child's Play, part of the thing is uh, it ends up fucking over this guy who's like the the um, the head. Charles Lee Ray. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can talk about this if we eventually do Child's Play, but. In both these cases, it's, like, um, not just pure evil, but it's still mm-hmm. not great depiction. Yeah. <laughs> also, in this, he says he's tr- doing it to protect them, mm-hmm. but he stole What's-Her-Face's fucking toothbrush. So, obviously, yeah, doesn't and care about her teeth. Doesn't care about her gums. Yeah, are you trying to protect these gums, Protecting from gingivitis? I guess not. Yeah, more like... And he steals Brandy's hair tie? Yeah. Not protecting her protecting her from flyaways. <gasps> it's true. I don't know. Her hair looked pretty good the whole time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hair, I loved the bartender Nancy. Mm-hmm. Her her hair, I couldn't tell if it was just the '90s or if they were doing a shockingly accurate hairstyle for somebody who lives and works on a humid island because it was poofy. It was big. It's so funny. She was I rocking didn't, I didn't it. Catch it looked that. good. See, I didn't notice because I'm like, oh yeah, that's my hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all year round, yeah, I like... live in a temperate <laughs> climate. That's hilarious. I oh, I really love that in the opening title. There's like some sound bites from the last movie, I guess, to just refresh your brain. Mm. And the most prominent one last is her time. going, What are you waiting 
Right. <laughs> the, the moment the first movie when she spins. And I mean, it, it's iconic, so I get it. And they, she literally does it again in this movie. Same thing. They're in, like, a cemetery. Yes. She yes. Oh, throws her arms out. She, she goes, what say? do you want? She says... Then, yeah, then we, we fight? I don't know. She says, come and get me! <laughs> me, when I, okay. I'm ready to be Party. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> come and get me! <laughs> I loved uh, that they retcon the ending of the first movie, which is the scene where he bursts out of the shower Remember mm-hmm. where, with it where it says, I still know, written in the humidity on the shower? Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. And it just ends. And, okay, so the movie starts with her waking up by screaming in class. She like, <laughs> because she had, she's had a dream that she's um, giving confession about the oh, murder. Oh, it's the killer, right? It's the killer. And so she wakes up fucking shrieking her head off. It's very funny. And then she runs into her friend uh, Will or Brandy. I don't remember who it was. And she says, I had another bad dream. And the other character goes, oh, the one in the shower? So it's saying oh. that the ending of the last movie was a dream sequence, which is a not inelegant way of explaining okay. your weird ending. True, because it it's like, okay, did he attack her? And then she went on. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay, okay, I'll, I'm okay I'll accept that. that. I'll, I'll take it. Oh, I also loved when she got home after her um, screaming session in class. There was a, like, three minutes, like, fairly real-time following her through her house when she gets home and her um, apparently her self-care regime is she immediately grabs a bag of what looks like, like cheese doodles she grabs mm-hmm. an Evian so like an expensive water bottle wink wink she looks at a picture of Sarah Michelle Gellar who's sitting on the float ah, Miss Croker crown, she yeah. got the crown sitting in the clamshell happy as can be happy as a clam so one could say funny. Oh my and then she gets in bed with all this stuff and her jeans on Right. Jeans and her bra still on. You know, that's how you nap. I can't. I can't even sit on the couch in jeans. I, nope. I can't do it. Well, so that that's the real horror, ladies and gentlemen. That is the real fucking horror. Yep. At the end of the movie, when we realize what's going to go... I mean, realize is a loose term. But when it's told to us what's potentially happening at the end. Um, and Will is attacking Ray, Freddie Prince's character. And he's saying... Um, what does he say? He's like, I, I would have shared her with you. Oh. I want you to think of all the things we're going to do to her. Like, as he's, like, beating up. Ray, and I kind of hated that. It's very rapey. Yeah. Um, um, Brandy has a similarly good. problematic line early in the movie. Oh, no. When they're at a club, and she's trying to get her friend Tyrell, or she's trying to get Brandy, she's trying to get Jennifer Love to dance with somebody. And she says no, and Brandy goes, actually, no means yes, so you should dance, which is like, oh, oh stop right. it. No, Brandy. Stop the play to the narrative. On the topic of Freddie Prince, though, I love his character's literal journey. It's a road trip movie for him. It's the an entire odyssey. Movie. It's an odyssey. It really is. It's kind of the odyssey. Because he interacts with the killer. He, um, His friend John Hawks dies. Freddie Prince escapes. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't question and then it. Throughout the movie, while they're um, being terrorized at this hotel resort, he is slowly making his way there. We'll check in mm. with him every like 15 minutes. And he'll be like, him walking to the pawn store and pawning off the ring and buying a gun. Oh, or right, him right, right. on a bus <laughs> covered in wounds. Oh, he God. leaves he escaped from the hospital. Right. That's how he gets away from it. He's um he runs away from the hospital, which oh. is like just chill. Oh right, 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 right. Because they were like, here's his body, and they turned around and he was out the window yep. or something. So right. we he hasn't the last dumb. few minutes. So, so it would have been a day of sex machina if we had not seen him traveling the entire time. <gasps> I'll be there soon. Oh also, what was odd was that Will didn't want to kill Ray, it seemed like, but Ray is mostly responsible for the accident in the first one, right? I don't remember. No, because no, uh, 
Freddie was driving because uh, Ryan was drunk, right. wasn't it? Yes. So. I guess that makes sense. Because who did they hit in the water? Oh, no, they hit Ben Willis. But Ben Willis is alive. Why is his son trying to avenge? Why is his son doing this? He's alive. That's the thing. Your he problems lived. are solved. He lived. Trying to cover the tracks of anybody who... <sighs> this is so fucking dumb. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I'm like, right? Because I don't even when know. it's revealed that Will is actually a bad guy, he goes, "Don't you get it? Will Benson, Ben's son, and also his first name Will, being like Willis practically. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> Thanks, I got the Christie." <sighs> uh, a fun, fun moment of spoopiness that was very short-lived was mm. when they're in like the shelter. And, um, right, the storm shelter. Because, oh, mm-hmm. the, the thing storm? is, they oh, get to this hotel, mm-hmm. and they're like, it's the last day of the season. It's what? hurricane season now. You shouldn't... Why would you want to be here? We had no clue. Maybe that's how the killer was able to get <laughs> books there, because it's so Discounts. cheap. <laughs> cheap flights. Cheap hotels. Trivago, baby. Come on, hotels.com. Uh, come on, Orbitz. <laughs> But I enjoyed the but moment. The, the storm shelter, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I forgot where I was. But yeah, storm shelter, and then I, I think it's Jennifer Love Hewitt. Someone's like telling her to hold their hand, and she goes, I am. Yes. And they're like, You're not holding my hand, and then it's a dead body. Right, it's a dead body. But, but that means they're that the, the body's shelter. hand would have had to been up enough for her to grab it, thinking it was Jennifer Love Hewitt's hand in front of her. And at an angle. And at an angle, and oh feel not dead. I feel like it hasn't been <laughs> dead, and whatever. <laughs> Mortis hasn't kicked it. Maybe Jeffrey Love Hewitt has famously like clammy hands. <laughs> She's like, wow, that feels kind of nice actually. Oh, it's actually kind of nice in the bah- Bahamian um, Islands. Also, like, and we were saying this as we were watching it, like, why did the maid have to die? Like, she was thrown into a giant dryer that Brandy took it upon herself to open. Right, she was killed in the hallway, but then tossed in a dryer, and the dryer's turned on? It's not like they're hiding it. It's like meant to. It's maybe just maybe they're really chaos. just trying to terrorize these characters. So much time on their for hands. For fun. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay, so the best, not the best sequence, but the sequence in the movie that I was like, this is bonkers. So they go to the bar, and they're the only ones in the bar at the hotel because it mm-hmm. is empty. This hotel also is gorgeous, I gotta say. It was very it pretty. Like a all cabana wood, style, it's yeah. like a lot of wood, a lot of wood slats. Mm-hmm. Which of, was, the light comes through that nicely. That It looks good. It looks, and I really thought they were gonna utilize that more because, like, you can really yeah. see so much through slats, like, you can really play with that. You anyway. Hide it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go they on. go to the bar. And Nancy, my favorite character, is there, Nancy. the bartender, who's very, um, she doesn't take, she doesn't take any guff. Ooh. But if, you, <gasps> if customers arrived to your bar and you didn't think you'd have any customers that night, you're supposed to, you would be like, oh my god, hi! Oh, well, thank you so much for coming. Because you want those tips. You wouldn't, she's a, a little uh, abrasive for somebody who's... Probably not gonna make any money otherwise. But I, also, don't know. I don't know. Sometimes when it's so dead, you're like banking on it. Like, good. I hope no one fucking That's comes true. in. That's true. you're like, fuck. It, I want to work at all. Right. You've already like given up. I've. I mean, I, I've been there. That's true. Um, Says this observer. Love that she stores the uh, beer opener. The like. Flop thing oh. open beer, she stores it in her cleavage. That is very good. I feel like I've definitely seen people do that in real life. I must have. Oh, so they're in the bar. She makes them dark and stormies. They all react in like a wincing way, and I wasn't sure if that meant it was like really gross or really strong. Which is what again? What's a dark and stormy? It's like a. It is like a Moscow mule, but with rum. Right, which sounds good. I mean, it is good. Uh, it's pretty hard to fuck up. So it's rum and ginger beer and, and lime. lime. That yeah. literally sounds good. It's, and it's, like, it's very summery, very islandy. So it's literally. Uh, rum and ginger. What's the problem? Uh, so okay, so she's like, we have a karaoke machine if you want, and uh, Jennifer right, right, right. goes out there to sing, oh, yeah. "I Will Survive." 
She's having fun. Right. Literatures. All of a sudden, the screen, which is displaying the lyrics, <gasps> uh-huh. is hacked. <laughs> is taken over. Oh my god. And it says, I, I still know, know what you did last oh summer. God. And it's in red letters, and she goes, oh, and nobody else sees it. And then it goes back to the lyrics, I guess? Again, take this talent, this coding crazy. abilities, That's the thing. this traveling. You hacked um, an unhackable thing. It's not like it's attached to the internet. It's just like a karaoke game machine. Like it's just a CD, I assume, yeah. at best. Uh, yeah, literally at best. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That was so, so fucking funny. funny. I literally laughed my ass off. Jesus Christ. Um, also, I thought it was funny because, again, that this huge car accident, that Freddie Prinze was technically in that accident. Yes. And yet, he's still driving. Very openly, aggressively in this movie. Like, there's just, like, no one's learning. They're in a car accident? Well, they're in a car accident in the first movie. Oh, I think in this one. Yeah. yeah okay, and yes. so when he was, Freddie was right, driving around a lot, right, and I was like, right. why is, yeah, why is, again, like, there's no, uh, I mean, I guess there's no legal action. But we didn't like, learn, did we? Wow, maybe just stay home. <laughs> um, did you like the moment when they got him to, like, the attic, and the killer had to, like, balance on, like, the floor? Yes, because, like, it was a cute. Ballerina. It was like a tightrope. Right, at one point, they're walking through the attic of the hotel to escape the killer. Of course. And... They're like, uh, walk on the beams, because it's like a thatched roof, you know, very mm. tropical. And the killer is, you see, even the killer is kind of going like, whoa. <laughs> wait, guys, wait. I'm going to It's a nice moment, because, like, you see killers in every slasher movie just be able to run across all terrain without even looking like they were struggling. Right. And in this, he was a little bit like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, like, that's where the realism kicked mm-hmm. in. Much like how the last movie had the moment for me where Ryan Felipe walks around the locker room without his shirt on, mm-hmm. there was the, it was a morsel of a moment, but I did like how after the killer, like somebody's, the people have already died. They, they all sleep in the same bed. Right. And the right. boys sleep next to each, like are in the middle of this for some, like if, mm-hmm. if Brandy and Jennifer Love Hewitt are the bread, they are the meat. Oh honey. And are they? And they're facing each other and wearing just underwear. It's very like, Okay. And there's not really a moment of like, go, get off me. It's just kind of like, we're scared. There was a moment there's of like. There's a moment, but it's not like horrible. But they like still stay in the bed. It's not I like know. one jumps out of the bed. <laughs> and it's like, you seem mad, you but you're to, into it. And you could have like, I guess the idea was like, he doesn't want to cuddle with General of Hewitt because they're not dating technically, but I don't know. You don't could know. still put the girls like in the middle and like. Yeah. Like like you were saying, they were friends. I feel like that'd be much of a... But they chose not to. Well, maybe they just didn't want to... Maybe they just wanted a foursome, and it just didn't work out in their favor, and they ended up getting murdered instead. Uh... The best moment of horror in the movie. The tanning bed. <sighs> yeah. It's not bad. No, so I, yeah, I, I, I hate it. That's why I'm making that noise. So the girls, Brandy and Jennifer Love, go to the gym to work off some of that stress. Which, and, sorry, no, go for hasn't, it. a murder has happened already, right? I believe so, yes. So knowing a murder has happened, I just wouldn't go in a tanning bed. It just seems <laughs> not wise. Sure. Uh, sure. Right. Because I don't really know why... Brandy's like, come on, this is this will be good for you, but like, because it's not. <laughs> she puts Jennifer Love in the tanning bed in the like back of this gym in this secluded room and leaves her. And we see there's like a dial where you can uh, choose how hot, hot, I don't know, strong you want it to be. 
Jennifer Love Hewitt's in the tanning bed with headphones on and one of those little eye things, mm-hmm. and so she can't hear the killer walk in and zip tie uh, the tanning bed shut, which is a scary premise. Yeah, I don't like That's that. a good idea for a kill mm-hmm. in like a Friday the 13th or something. That'd be one of the good ones. Yeah. The problem is, she starts yelling, her friends hear her, they come to her rescue pretty quickly, including Will, who we later find out is working with the killer. He's the one who starts oh, trying it. to open it. Ah, uh, right. But instead of turning, and she's freaking out, obviously, right. instead of turning down the dial, <laughs> right. so like essentially turning off the machine, because the buttons are outside of the machine. It's not like he ripped it out or smashed it or something. Right. Like, it's right there. Just turn it off. They just start smashing the tanning bed with a, like a free weight that's sitting there. Right. So like, you know, she's in a box of glass and they start smashing it with a weight. Like you're going to hurt her. And of course she gets out. There's no burns. Her no, skin is fine. fine. She's not like her, any weird color. No inconsistent tanning. <laughs> oh man. That was probably the scariest um, kill though. Like you're saying. It was that the really... only moment of actual tension yeah. in the movie. I felt it viscerally and I wasn't a fan in the mm-hmm. sense that I was scared by it. Which I did enjoy. Follow that logic, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, uh, I just thought it was funny because yeah. wherever they shot it, it looks... I don't know if it's real or not, but it just looks like a place I saw in the Kardashians. I believe they what? shot it in Mexico. Yeah, I think the Kardashians went there. I think, it was like, <laughs> I think that's where, like, Kim... Wait, is this the hotel from... I still know what you did last time. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's, like... Book it. The only reason I remember that is because it was the infamous episode Is that where she loses the earring? Yes! Yes, it's just the earring and Courtney goes, Kim, people are dying. People are dying, <laughs> which is, like, amazing. Uh, it's a moment of such clarity. That is destined to be iconic. It's the way I live my entire life. Oh, right. And, like, they gave, like, pressure for them to, like, do stuff at night when they first showed up, even though it was night and, like, there's a storm coming. And it was just... Yeah, Brandy and especially Tyrell is seen to be very excited to uh, have sex. And at one point, Jennifer Love Hewitt is lying in bed and she hears moaning and bouncing. And she's like, oh, they're doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. But then we cut to their room, and it's just Tyrell lying on the bed, and Brandy is jumping on it, like, but, like, straddling him, jumping yeah. on it. But like, he's they're, all, they're fully legs, wearing yeah. clothes. It's just a weird moment of, like, I think it's supposed to be funny, but also, <laughs> what are you doing? You're not, like, drunk or anything. It's, it's like, weird behavior. Well, I mean, they're supposed to be, like, what, 19? I, I like a good bouncy bed, I guess. I guess, me too, but, like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your lives? Lives. I ask you. Again, if you're going out of the country, know where the fuck you're going. Know what the temperature is going to be like. Is it going to rain the whole time? Where are you? Right. right. What is the weather like? You could look that up. To be fair, though, if it was a free trip, I probably would be like, okay. Mm, I don't know. I'd be too afraid know. of this exact situation. I understand. V- specifically. So um, the very ending of the movie mm-hmm. is Julie, Jonathan Love Hewitt, and Ray, Freddie Prince Jr., have escaped. They are back in... It looks like they're living together. And... Julie sits down on her bed and oh, looks in her right. mirror, mm-hmm. and in the mirror she sees that under the bed is Ben Willis, who, he dies in this by getting shot by Freddie Prince Jr., right? Right, and falls, falls into in grave. the grave that was marked for her. Right, that was marked for her, and seemingly is buried in mud. Right. Um, but but, but because the movie set, and the movie ends with her getting dragged under the, under the bed by <gasps> Ben. That was scary. It was scary. It, was, it gave me a little chill. Mm-hmm. But also, <laughs> immediately undercut by the fact that the first movie has a very similar ending, which is obviously what they're trying to replicate. Oh, true. And in this movie, we are immediately told, oh, it was a dream. Mm. So, that's it. There's, for... there's a third one, right? So, scary. what is the third one called? I think it's I think it's called, I Will Always Know What You Did Last Summer. Let me double check. We will always know what you did last summer. kill you and your friends, even though I don't know why I'm killing you. 
Just I need a new hobby. Released films. Yes, it's I'll always know what you did last summer. Let's see if anybody from the original is in it. Uh, no. <laughs> it's all new people. No Jennifer? Nope, nobody. Who's the main girl or the Her main name is guy? Brooke Nevin. His what? names I've never heard of. Was it like direct to yep. VHS? Yes, it was. Direct to video. I can't. The third wait and final installment, that. but does not have any of the cast returning from the first two installments. The film instead takes the basic myth of the series and starts it over. Oh. What? With a new set of characters. Interesting. Same myth, but different. Okay. So it's like a remake of the first one. Within the same universe, sort of. Right, but it takes place like in the current day, which in this case was 2006. <laughs> wow, so it's going to have very, very specific styles in terms of clothing, and I want to see that. Mm-hmm. I would like to see it too. Um, allegedly, there is a Mike Flanagan... Uh, Who? He wrote A Haunted Hill House. <gasps> he did um, the Ouija oh. sequel, I believe. What'd you say? The Ouija oh. um, sequel. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's like a really good, good voice in horror. Um, he has something to do with the reboot, if it ever happens. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was going to say that's... release in 2020. And I'll be there. I'll see it. <laughs> is it going to be the same people? The OG? I'm pretty... No, no, no. It's a complete overhaul. Oh, oh it is? Okay. I think it's a remake of the original. Yeah, it's a remake. Oh. Um, it says... Uh, it would have uh, it would be a reimagination of the franchise and would not have any inventions of the novel or the movie. Forgot it was a novel. So it's basically going to have like the general plot, the idea of Ugh. like a killer coming back and knowing what they did last summer. But that's it. Why are we doing this to ourselves as a people? Just let's get and a little more creative. Why am I going to buy a ticket inevitably? <laughs> I know I can already. Am I going to call Fandango? Okay, I guess I'll reserve a Sorry. ticket. So that was I still I still uh, no you did last summer I still want to get drunk and watch it I do too <laughs> it was fun and I, yeah. I would rather in the future I really don't ever intend to or want to revisit the original this I would rewatch yeah <laughs> in, I wouldn't in mind really making specific a night of it. dumb circumstances yeah 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 it'd be fun to like do a double feature yeah. one night oh yes it would that'd be Ooh. really Ooh, honey fall's coming baby and so oh. am I oh and I looked at the calendar. <laughs> It's the stupid thing we do every year. But I was like, oh, we're exactly halfway through July, which means that summer's like halfway over, and therefore fall is next, and Halloween is soon. And then the depression starts. You know, but, right, but it, <laughs> before that, there's a brief moment of glory. I um, know. Pumpkin-scented and flickering mm. candle glory. Flicker these candles, am I right? Talking about my... I'm not going to say what I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll never know. So there's been Halloweeners, a horror movie podcast. Uh. You can follow us on... Instagram and Twitter at Halloweeners Pod. You can follow me everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, everywhere at CodyMonster91. Cool. And you can follow me on Instagram at Hey Kira. Hey. And you can follow Leah Patterson. She does our artwork at A Tender Witch. And you can follow Zachary Weiss, who did the beautiful music you just heard before and you're going to hear in just a few you minutes. Just a few seconds. At Apre Pompeii. Apre Pompeii. On the Instagram and Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, he's. No, yes. And Spotify. And Spotify. Oh my listen. God! Listen to him on Spotify. Listen. We're, I'm telling you, this is a command, a demand, a request. And most importantly, <sighs> if Brandy offers you a ride somewhere, <gasps> don't take it. Is that bad in poor taste? Oh girl. Well, also, I don't know. Just fact check your shit. Trust nobody check in the terms weather. of trips. Yeah, check your weather. Check, check your the trips. weather. Um, if you've gone through a traumatized event, maybe stay home. Maybe. And check the weather. Bye. 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 Bye.